Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, September 22nd, 543 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up one and three quarters at 687 and a quarter. November soybeans up six and a half at 1467 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat down three and a quarter at nine dollars and a half. December Kansas City wheat down three quarters of a cent at 966 and a quarter. December spring wheat up three and three quarters at 968. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it as always. Leave me a rating, leave me a review on that Apple Podcast app. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button, leave me a comment, give me a harvest update, crop update, yields in your neighborhood, anything along those lines uh, will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. If you guys would like some additional information from me, uh, you should check out my premium subscription service. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Go to standardgrain.com this morning, check it out. Uh, Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, charts, graphs, weather info, all of my grain marketing recommendations. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I did a full review of everything I've advised when it comes to grain marketing. 2022 corn, 2023 corn, 22 and 23 soybeans, 22 and 23 winter wheat. Uh, whenever I make a recommendation, I... Um, run through exactly what I've done, every single sale I've done for that uh, particular crop and crop year. And I actually list every single sale I've advised in the newsletter every single morning. Uh, fully transparent uh, for me guys when it comes to marketing and what I've advised, uh, good, bad, and ugly. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, there's new stuff every day. Uh, sign up today, 50 bucks a month. I'll shoot you over this video. You can cancel at any time. There's no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. Argentina's uh, corn crop estimates are already falling during planting season amid early season drought. Uh, Farmers in Argentina are attempting to plant corn amid an ongoing and fairly severe drought. September has been pretty dry. Uh, July and August were dry. The Rosario Grain Exchange pegged the crop, uh, the corn crop, at 56 million metric tons, down from 58 previously. USDA's got the crop at 55. But keep in mind, this is a crop that's just being planted now. It'll be harvested next year, and the estimates are already falling amid drought. And I think the idea of uh, reduced acreage, certainly. I don't know that they can predict yields, but reduced acreage. Now, the soybean production forecast was adjusted upward to 48 million uh, from 47 previously. USDA's at 51. So you do have some difference between... Um, this grain exchange and USDA. But um, the general idea is they're going to lose some corn acreage because of dry conditions. That corn acreage will be shifted to soybean acreage. Argentina is the world's third largest corn exporter behind the U.S. and Brazil. They're also the top exporter of uh, soybean oil and soybean meal. So we're going to start to uh, focus on South American weather and production prospects a little bit more closely here in the coming weeks and months. President Biden addressed the United Nations yesterday. Biden called on the U.N. to stand in solidarity with Ukraine and oppose Russian aggression, condemning Russia's invasion as an attack on the U.N.'s founding principles. So this is nothing new, I guess. 
Biden said this, a permanent member of the United Nations Security Council invaded its neighbor, attempted to erase a sovereign state from the map. Russia has shamelessly violated the core tenets of the United Nations Charter. Zelensky of Ukraine demanded that global leaders hold Russia accountable for the invasion. He said Russia should pay for this war. We must finally recognize Russia as the state as a state sponsor of terrorism. Uh, Putin's mobilization of an additional 300,000 uh, Russians is slated to begin this week. They're going to run this so-called election, I believe, beginning uh, tomorrow. So um, the escalation, the tensions, all of this stuff uh, very much continues here uh, on Thursday morning. U.S. ethanol production really bad last week, 901,000 barrels per day. That was off 6.4% on the week. It was down 2.7% versus the same week last year. That is the lowest seasonal print uh, for this week of the year since 2013 in regard to ethanol production. So not a good uh, uh, print at all yesterday. Ethanol stocks reported at 22.5 million barrels. That was off 1.5% on the week. It's up 12% versus the same period last year. That's the third highest seasonal stocks print on record. Uh, only 2018 and 2019 were higher. Gasoline demand is still poor. Over the last four weeks, implied U.S. gasoline demand is running 7.7% below uh, behind the uh, same period last year. It's running below 2020 levels, and 2020 was, you know, COVID still at this point. Um, a lot of analysts, and I've, I've said this before, a lot of analysts have problems with that gasoline data in particular. They believe that domestic demand is being understated due to flaws in EIA's reporting of gasoline exports. They think the exports are being overstated, resulting in uh, reduced implied domestic demand. Now, I think demand's down. Is it down by seven or eight percent versus last year. I don't know that. And I don't have a real strong opinion um, on this situation. The Fed raised rates yesterday. Uh, as expected, a three-quarter point rate hike was realized. The effective Fed fund rate now sits at a range of three percent to three and a quarter percent. Fed officials project that the rate will hit four and a quarter by year's end. Uh, so we are now at the highest level in terms of the Fed fund rate since 2000, uh, 2010. Fed Chair Jerome Powell said this, we have got to get inflation behind us. I wish there were a painless way to do that. There isn't. When asked if the Fed's move would lead to a recession, Paul responded, no one knows. So the tone here was decidedly hawkish. The rate hike came in as expected, but I think Paul's tone uh, just in regard to, to the press conference, uh, was, was seen as being hawkish. Um, U.S. equity markets fell sharply following this deal. The S&P lost 1.7%. The Dow Jones lost about the same, 520 points. Here's the dot plot uh, from Bloomberg, and this may be hard to read if you're watching. But essentially, by the end of this year, they believe the Fed fund rate's going to be about four and a quarter. Uh, by 2023, maybe up to four and three quarters. And then the general consensus among Fed members is that the rates will start to back off. They'll be able to, to cut rates rates in 2024 into 25 into 26. This is all contingent, of course, on the idea that inflation does in fact begin to cool. And that's not a guarantee at this point. So their general line of thinking here is, yeah, we're going to raise rates enough, you know, by 20, sometime during 23 to cool inflation and uh, we'll be able to ease. And then longer term, we'd like to see our Fed fund rate back to a neutral two and a half percent. This is all a nice game plan. Does it work out uh, in practice? Uh, I'm not sure about that. The U.S. dollar index rallied to fresh 20-year highs yesterday following the Fed announcement. Um, so the U.S. is the best game in town when it comes to currency. I mean, we're hiking rates much more aggressively than any other central bank. Uh, the dollar has generally increased with Fed rate hikes this year. Um, 
Strong dollar typically considered to be a negative for U.S. commodity markets, although some might argue, and I would probably make this argument, the grain markets in particular have acted very well uh, despite a strong U.S. dollar. Uh, here's a chart of the dollar that goes back to the early 90s. So your your highest level since 2002, and it's just been a sharp spike higher pretty much all year this year uh, with these Fed rate hikes. So this has been an, an incredible move in the uh, greenback here. The cattle market uh, yesterday Actually, let me do export sales first. Export sales out at 7.30 this morning. Uh, corn expected 400,000 to 850. Soybeans 500 to a million. Wheat uh, 200 to 500. Flash sales and soybeans in particular kind of lacking here. I'll be curious to see what the weekly numbers say. Uh, the cattle market was lower in live cattle, lower in feeder cattle yesterday. Uh, some light cash trade in the Western Corn Belt so far this week. Not much to speak of in the South. In the outside markets, the dollar's higher. Uh, not by much, but it's up. Uh, the S&P's up three points following the sell-off yesterday. The Dow Jones up 50. Uh, we've got precious metals mixed. Crude oil is up 54 cents at 82.97 in the December WTI. Have a great day today, guys. I'll talk to you Friday morning.